where he has his Okay. <clears throat> Welcome back. Part two of who knows how many. I said four, not scaring anyone off. <laughs> so last week we discussed making making tuna on Chavez. We uh, discussed one of the aspects to come up, so I decided to take a uh, to kind of go that route as well. Talk about making tea, but we only discussed the major issue, and obviously there's always room sometime in the future to discuss the other uh, three issues that come up. A quick note. Bishel on Shabbos, the idea of cooking on Shabbos, is one of the largest, even though it's only one or two or three simanim in the Shulchan Aruch, it's one of the largest areas when it comes to Shabbos, and you can, you can spend months on it. So I tried to do this delicate dance of giving over and talking about what I think would give some sort of conceptual framework and just the framework in general, hitting upon some of the major issues without getting too complicated into the weeds, and at the same time trying to answer, answer our question, that is, making tea on Shabbos, or starting to make tea on Shabbos. Okay, so as last week I brought some old friends, Shmir Shabbos, Igris Moshe, Chaznish. They, they come to every year. And I brought a new friend, Rabbi Willick. Rabbi Mordechai Willick, for those who lived in Riverdale, or were in his shear for multiple years. So they know Rabbi Willick. This is a book he put together. I think it's Tamina put it together based off lectures he gave, and it's very helpful. Spoke to him last week, actually. His grandson's in my class. And his, oh, you're in Hillel. Which one? Yaakov. Okay. The good family. They're good, they're good they're, in general. They're a great family. I spoke to him last week about some, a certain issue, and he just goes, not a problem. I said, but not a problem. <laughs> okay, so let's begin. Making tea on Chavez. One more note. Tonight is my great-grandfather's yard site, Dovin Melech Ben Yisrael, so his, this should be Leif Ben Neshama, who's a wonderful person. We'll talk about him one day. Making tea on Chavez. What are the issues with making tea on, tea on Chavez? If, no one, if you have not read the source sheet yet, what do you think the issues may be? Cooking. Cooking. Obvious one. Uh, straining out the uh... borer, straining, either somehow perhaps the water going through the tea bag would be straining the water, or taking the tea bag out. For those who like to remove the tea bag, some people like to keep it in the entire time. Soveya, so you're coloring the water started out. Well, depending where you live, I guess either clear or whatever, and then it ends up being darker. It'll fill her up you put the tea bag afterwards. Where you put the tea, I mean, from Muxa's perspective. No, 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 it'll color if you put it on a napkin. That's true you as put well. It on a, that's true as well. Garbage, if you put it on whatever, the tea bag will stain anything. That's true as well. Um, I thought perhaps, I just thought of it, maybe Muxa, once the tea bag's, you're finished using it, so okay. And lastly, I had Dush, now it's kind of a stretch, but for those who like putting lemon in their tea, so you're gonna squeeze that lemon to get in there. A, you have a problem with Vishal, you're taking something cold, something that's not cooked, and putting it into something cooked, and it's heating up, and B is you're, you're squeezing. So today we're going to tackle, number one, the, the primary issue, and that's going to be Bishel cooking. And again, it's just so vast. I had to choose an entry point, so I chose the Rambam, because the Rambam is, of course, our best friend. <laughs> Source number one is the Rambam in Perak Tes Halacha Alf. Ha'ofel kagrogres chayv. So, Afia and Bishel, baking and cooking are used interchangeably, although they are not necessarily the same thing. Baking is without liquid, cooking is with liquid, and there may be certain halakhic differences which may or may not emerge depending on how sidetracked you get me today. 
Echter of as a pass om a vashlus a machel o es hasam mononim o hamacham mesamayim a kol ein echadu. So whether you are making bread, baking bread or cooking some sort of dish or spices, that's how we translate it, um, herbs, or you are heating up water, you're all that's one, and then he points out, and the shear for the shear for heating water is enough to wash wash a small finger. And the shear for cooking is that the, um, okay. The shear for cooking is hamon, and there's enough to to, to eat uh, for, to um to uh, spice your food, I guess. Okay. So first thing to note is that the rabbi puts it all into one category, but there seems to be a different shear. Meaning on Shabbos, we have a concept called you have to do a certain a a, a shear, that or in general, and we spoke about this actually in Shabbos Shuvah. That there's a certain amount of threshold you have to hit before you're liable, or at least you're liable and you can get punished. Therefore, it seemingly there's a difference between liquids and solids. Okay, fine. V'chei very good When the Rambam says putter, by the way, when he says putter, he means putter aval aser, a big klal in shas. Putter aval aser meaning it's you're not liable on a level of daraisa, but you're definitely over some sort of some sort of halacha, um, some sort of din. Oh, I was going to put marakid in here as well. Like, if you have, like, your tea in a kettle, and then the kettle, like, sip, like strings it out, you're removing your okay. liquid, you're good Good, good, yeah, good, okay. good. Depends how you make tea, I guess. You're still, you're still stuck on the, uh, on one, two, three, four. Okay, yeah. you got five. <laughs> well, that's six. If you also, if you decide to write down, no, I'm joking. Yeah, okay, yeah. but yeah, for, for sure. Um, then he says, Hamavash al-ha'ar, dabrashim evushal kol if you take something that's already fully cooked, fully cooked, you take something that's already fully cooked, or you take something that does not need to be cooked, i.e. fruit, and you cook it, potter. You are not liable for whatever you are for being over Shabbos. And that's how we can heat up food too, because it's already cooked, so technically it's not cooking, it can be heated. Potentially. The question is going to be, how do you define what is fully cooked? So that actually becomes my focus, the Rashba and the Ramba. The Rashba thinks once you cook something to a third, right, I remember this correctly, once you cook something to a third, you can no longer cook it anymore. And the Ramba says, no, you cook it to halfway, that, then you're chayev, but if you continue to cook it, you're chayev again. And the Chorid, what they're arguing over is, do we classify cooking based off a halachic definition? The Rashba's gonna say, lehawacha, once you hit that one third threshold, you're done. But Halachically, it's considered cooked. And you want to cook it more additional, additional, too bad. Whereas the Rambam saying, no, but see us, we're going to give you a, a threshold for what's considered ready. Someone can go and start eating. It's called Michael Ben Jusai. It's funny, it's named after Ben Jusai was a Ghanif, he was a robber. He used to go in there, he'd, he'd you know, hold the place up, and on his way out, he'd grab food, and it would be only half cooked, and he'd be eating it on the run. So the assumption is that food is, you're not going to get salmonella poisoning. It's, it's, it's cooked enough, he'd have to eat on the run, cooked enough, but not too much. I once saw the barbarians, that when the ones who invaded Rome, they used to put meat under the saddles of their, between the saddle and the horse, and at the end of the day, it'd be cooked. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why people had a life expectancy span of like 10 <laughs> years back then. But um, the point is, Ben Jusai would eat it on the run, it wouldn't be fully cooked, and Chazal said whatever he ate, that's probably the smallest threshold, the lowest threshold for, you know, being, I guess, very rare. Ha is it a third cooked, is it half cooked? But the Ram's gonna say, just because he ate that way, if you continue to cook it, you're still chayev, and the Rosh is going to say, no, no, Halacha tells you, cooking is cooking up to this threshold, after that, it's not cooking, it's heating up, 
maybe it's still getting better, but it's heating up. Not to say it's necessarily mutter, but we'll leave it at that. Yes, who's, who's asking you a question? Yeah, Is it, would it make any difference of the type of food, for instance, fruit, you could eat it raw. So it's that's not, the point the rabbi says. Or the kind of food, you, I mean, you wouldn't take a raw piece of meat or a raw piece of chicken and eat it. You'd have to. So, so, so exactly. So the so Rambam I mean, point, Rambam says, I'll read it again. This is, something does not require cooking. And you put it on a fire, patur. Does this mean like you can eat an, a potato raw? It's not the greatest. We don't usually do it, but you can. No, no, is no, this something that typically is cooked? Or so before we even get into that, there's, there's, a, there's, an, there's another question I was hoping someone would ask me. Based on, well, well, sushi. Water. Right? Okay. Water. What about water? Because water can be, you know, most of the time you eat it raw, but, you know, you also use it for cooking, so it's... I'll take it one step further. What did the Rambam say in Aleph, and what did he say in Gimel? We'll, we'll let you all uh, meditate on that while Dan gets the door. In Aleph, okay, I'll read it again. If you... You heat up water, you're liable. The oraiso. And as Mindy just pointed out, something that's anodes are official cloud, you're potter. Right. The two contradict each other. They contradict each other, exactly. That's what we call a steer in the round bump, which is where a lot of people's uh, parnasa comes from. This is, this is, how is it that water, he's saying you don't need to cook it, not a problem. But oh, water, you're high. Although once upon a time you do need to cook it. Only for perhaps health reasons, maybe. I don't know. Right, I'm saying That's it was legal until... But wouldn't this fall under something you use to cook? Like olive oil, you can eat it raw on a salad, you can also warm it up and Okay, so I, don't, okay so I don't want to get into the weeds of that. I want, I, the reason I brought this up was, is an edgy point to the following. If you look into my premise and Mishnah, he was, um, Rav Shlomo from, from Chelm. Chelm, by the way, Chelm, the reason why we have all these jokes about Chelm is because it was one of the greatest yeshivas. They were known to be, so everyone needs to make fun of them. So either way, um, the Rav Chelm Mishnah was a, a wonderful parish, very, very very important parish. And he says as follows. Yeah, you know what? The Rambam's right. This is very similar and analogous to the case of And the, the, he's saying as follows. There's a concept called Bishalachim Crown in Simon Kuf Yud Gimel in Yoradea. That food cooked by a non-Jew is called Bishalachim and a Jew cannot consume it. What's considered food cooked by non-Jews? So you would think anything a non-Jew throws onto a fire and cooks. However, there are certain caveats. One of them being food that did not need to be cooked. And he went ahead and cooked it, such as he goes and, I don't know, cooks, uh, makes applesauce, exactly. So we assume there, cooking wasn't integral to it. You didn't really need to cook it. And the whole idea of Vishalakam, L'chor, according to most Rishonim, is that when they cook for you, you start feeling a certain kinship to them, you sit down and have a meal together, and it can lead to intermarriage. Says, only thing worse than intermarriage is, mixed dancing. <laughs> says, says, so, so the, the, however, the Gemara tells us, food that didn't really need to be cooked, so he went ahead and cooked it, it's not really, it's not chashen. It's not so important. And Markevus and Mishnah says, analogous to our case here, food that doesn't really need to be cooked, so it's not really cooking, it's not, we don't really care, it's insignificant. Yes, it's not mutter, but it's patr. But it's patr. Patr of us, but it's patr. And therefore, he takes the Rambam at face value. Who had dinner in Shabbos, and so too in Shabbos. However, we have a problem. Erica and Mindy both pointed out, what about water? 
So the Shartzium. Shartzium was who? Anyone know? No. The Shartzium was the Mishnah Bura. He wrote the Mishnah Bura. I should, I should have brought one. But if you look on the top, let's go grab one. So the Mishnah Bura, for those now who can't see because it's so small. Up here is the Shulchan Arachayim. Down below, there's the Mishnah Bura, which is the Halacha we always quote. The Bir Halacha, which is where he goes more in depth in the topic. And then uh, down below, there's the Shartzium, which is mainly just sources. It's like, oh, he'll tell you where he got it from. You know, the Eli wherever it may be. Occasionally, you find a nugget in there where he'll go off and talk for some reason and put it there and not elsewhere and ex- try to explain something that happened there. So in the Shartzion, in Simon Shimon Yechazgan, Shimon Yechaz 318 is all about Bishul Shabbos. He says as follows. This is the bottom of the page. He named the Rambam, Perek Tes Halacha Gimel Kosov. The Rambam wrote, this is the Rambam we just read, the Mavashal Dabrish Mavashal Kol Tzarko, Osha Interach Bishul Klaal Pater. Uposhit, Laniyaz Daiti. So this is talking with a lot of confidence. It says, the Hebrew is the Chavetz Chaim, the Hebrew This is only talking about something that will not be improved when you cook it. It's hard to think about what that's really going to be, by the way. Steaks get worse if you overcook them. Yeah, not, not talking about that. But if, in the event you find something, I don't know, maybe you could think, I mean, look, roast nuts, we, not, not, of course, we don't do that. We just are nuts, but we don't eat nuts. Um, it's hard. It's it's hard to think of a food, but in the event there is, he said lafuki peiros v'hegadna shumishibachadeyapisha. Fruit. You, we thought we could quote fruit. No, fruit is better. I don't know. We, uh, first of all, the Gemara talks about like in seventh parak of Bametzia about taking grapes and you cooking them and how it makes it taste better. I've tried it. Mm, not gonna argue with the Gemara. <laughs> I'm not going to do it either. Pears or pumpkin. Exactly, exactly. So we do cook fruit. We put it. I like grilled uh, pineapple. Have you read fruit cups? Like the, the little sugar okay. syrupy things. Those are cooked fruit. So, point being, if you find a food that's not going to get better because you cooked it, then you do it on Shabbos. We're not going to throw you off a cliff. Not that you should do it. But but everything else is liable. So what's he going to do then? Vitaida. And I can prove this because the Gemara itself writes, water has Bishel. Water is subject to cooking. And you can, everyone drinks water when it's in its raw state. Right? I don't know, maybe, maybe you, you like to cook it for health reasons. Maybe you don't want to admit it, but some of you may have at one point in main camp or drank right out of a hose. Am I the only one who's done that? Well, you might have also lived in Linden a couple of months ago when we were on a boil over. Yeah, you drink it. Waters, you can eat, you can eat high. And therefore, Fine, are those who are specific. Only uh, fine. Then he goes, So the Sharetzim basically says, in the event that you, what's the what, In the event you find a food that's improved, that's not improved from cooking, then then you um, give me one second, then you then you're not liable. Barring that, you are liable. Yes. So, can we say that this is extremely subjective? Because, for example, we are used to cooked fish, you know, in Ashkenazi world. Whereas, if you're more East Asian. You know, sushi and all that is meant to be raw. So it's interesting you say that because the Merkevis and Mishnah is, um, he, he compares it to Bishal Akum. Bishal is a whole literature about 
this exact point. It is seemingly somewhat subjective, maybe not personally, but on where you live and which right, part of the world you live in. So it is, it is, it is an interesting, very interesting point, and I don't know the answers because we don't. Ultimately, we end up patalav awesome. But what I want to take out from here is the Rambam seems to says water is a problem. Things that are cooked, that are raw, sorry, that don't need to be cooked, is not a problem. And then the Mishar is like, yeah, but things that get better, things that get better, that's definitely some of the problem. However, the Prima Garden is really what I think is important. If it doesn't need to be cooked to make it edible, then why would you cook it? I don't know. People do all sorts of things in the kitchen. Grilled watermelon, poached pears, all the people. No, but if you're not supposed to cook on Shabbos, let's use it. We're not talking about. We're talking about in the event. We're talking about in the theoretical theoretical sense that you are you what is permitted and what is prohibited. Lots of things in the Shulchan Aruch. We you want to know why people did it. The point is people did it. Let's say you like your potato could go well done. Before Shabbos, okay. So I don't want to get into that. That goes back to the Rambam Rambam and the the Rashi I mentioned in terms of what you define as fully cooked. But here is the key point that I want to pull out of this. Comes along the prima Godin, and he says something very, very insightful. He's going to say as follows. The definition for cooking water and food and solids is different. You can't compare the two. It's like comparing water and solids. That's just water? Says the Says the prima Godin. Liquids. What is the definition of cooking when you cook water? It's heating it up. That's what it is. Nothing transformative happens to the water. We'll assume for now. Nothing transformative happens to the water. No, nothing transformative. Nothing really transformative happens to the water. Right. No, but nothing transformative happens to the water. It just becomes hot. If you cook a solid, you can't undo your potato cooking. And trust me, if you leave it in your kitchen, your fridge, for like six weeks at a time, then yeshiva, it's still potato cooking. It's not back to being potatoes. Why are you all? It tastes good. <laughs> they only found out that they, the kit, the uh, fridge is broken in my yeshiva, like six weeks after it broke. We survived. Okay. So, and this is very important. The prima gunnam is going to say that there's a difference between solids and liquid. Liquid. The heating up is the cooking, whereas solids, it's actually the transformation that takes place once you hit that threshold of one-third or halfway cooked. And this has many nafkamins. I'm going to throw out a couple of them. One of them is going to be something we alluded to a little bit, and that's the concept of ein bishlach or bishl. There's a concept of once you cook something, once you cook something, you can no longer cook it again. Meaning, it makes sense, right? Once you, once you cook your potato where that is again, you, I don't want to get into but once you cook your chocolate, at a certain point, we all know you're not longer cooking, you're burning it. So you want to put it back on the fire, you can't cook it anymore. Ain bishel after bishel, once you cook something, you can no longer cook it. By water, it's not so clear we apply that principle. The Ramah says, by mayim yesh bishel after bishel. The question is why? Why would it be different? And the answer is going to be the prima gaudi, because once water cools down, there's nothing, the only transformational thing that happened was the temperature. Once it cools down, you're back being at the original, give me one second, you're back at the original original water that you had 10 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago, and therefore, if you cook it again, you're re-cooking it, and not cooking so that's cooked, you're cooking so that's just effectively raw. Yes, maybe it kills some of the germs inside, but that's not, that's not what's important for our yeah, purposes. What about oil, like fats, like chicken fat that turns to a liquid? 
So they actually, that, that's a whole other subject of no lot and not for now. <laughs> Again, how much we believe this distinction and how far we take this Ramah, do we actually think he means that you, if you take water and you cool it down and recook it, you're over a Daraisa? Unclear. It's unclear. And because of that, we were able to work with it. But that's one of the reasons why, during the day, we don't heat up food that's liquid. Only at night. The Ramah points out that as long, and this is also... As long as the food is still somewhat warm, you can reheat it. Once it totally cools down, you can no longer reheat it. Again, it's probably working with the same svara, or perhaps it's working with the svara of what, as long as it's still somewhat warm, so you, it's partially into the cooking process. That's one, that's one, that's one not to mean. Another one's going to be, and I, again, I kind of had a triage, not triage, I had to choose what we can talk about, what we can't talk about, is can you cook water beyond the point of, can you cook water beyond the point of of cooking, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but it's not water. Like the pressure cooking. No, no, so I, I, not that far. What I mean is, once you cook water, whatever that threshold is, let's say, for what's considered cooked water, what if you cook it more? You know, that machlok we discussed well, then, the Rashba and the Rambam. But then its characteristics change because it'll start boiling if it's hot. So that's, that becomes a machlok. Exactly. Steam. That's steam. I'm not going to go hot. Once you, no. let's assume whatever that, what are we, whatever we consider to be cooked water. Exactly. Is 70 degrees to 80 degrees. Thank you. Well, I was going to say, is cooked what you So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, stand, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So that's also could potentially can play into this as well, is where we, what, where we see, what we view cooking at. And the amount be transformed, but I don't want to get into that. Okay. What is there for the cooking of water? Again, this is going to be important because if our tea, let's say our hot water, is not this hot, so then the whole thing is null and void. If you want to make cold tea... So you may run into other issues of tzaveya and whatever, borer, whatever it may be, but you're not going to run into cooking. So the Gemara and Shabbos now, um, Memo Bey says as follows. Amar Yehud, Amar Shmuel, Echel Chem, Vechel Mayim, Yad Soledes Bo Asr. Once you cook it, to Yad Soledes Bo. Anyone hear this concept before, Yad Soledes Bo? What is Yad Soledes Bo? Burning your hand. Or not even burning your hand, recoiling your hand. What? Recoil. Recoil. You touch it, you pull it, you pull your hand away. If it scalds the stomach of a baby. What's going on here? Why are we saying this? And don't try it at home. I don't know why I had to say that. If, I had, if, if you were thinking of doing it at home and now I told you not to and you're listening to me, there's like three issues there. Why are you listen, only listening to me? Why are we going to... Okay, whatever. The, give, 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 let, me, let me finish this first. The, what's going on here? So first of all, Raji points out that... If you know water is going to be hot, you can tolerate it at a much higher temperature. Right? You can experiment. When you, someone thinks the water is going to be cold, you put on water, that's a lukewarm, they kind of recoil. So it's very hard to figure this out, and that's why the Rashi seems to think the Gemara goes to a Tino, which is kind of it's much more, I'll call, objective, because a baby's just a baby. Again, no one ever did this. In fact, it basically, Chuba says it's usher to experiment. Or not usher, one should not experiment. Forget pouring out a baby. Don't experiment with your own hand, because these aren't, the idea here is not experimentation, but it seems more of it's some sort of Kabbalah or Masorah about how hot it is, because remember, back then, they didn't actually have degrees. Degrees is a rather new phenomenon. We talked about this also once. When did we talk about this? I give a share this at some point this year, <laughs> talking about, I don't remember. This Fahrenheit, We're talking about uh, degrees and temp- times, okay, fine. So what exactly is it? <clears throat> so there's a machlokas among the poskim. Um, the Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe says it's about around 110, which is 43.3 Celsius for those who are keeping track. 
Rosh Hashanah says 113. They each, by the way, have their own ways of getting to this. Rosh says 120. Point out, by the way, I just want to point out, there's different times in the halacha we need Yatzah lettuce bow. Sometimes we need it to let you know now you're considered cooking, you're not cooking. Also, wine. Wine, has to, wine when we want it to make it mavushal, we need to boil it. How hot is boiling until it becomes mavushal? Yatzah lettuce bow. And because we have the, the Yatzah lettuce bow run the gamut between about, uh, actually some sheet is almost 96 degrees, which kind of really makes it hard to cook tea, to about 175, Rav Moshe says we should take a luchumra on both ends. Meaning, on Shabbos, treat Yatzah lettuce bow the lower number, which he gives about 113, 110, and by Mavashal, by the wine, go up to 175. Rav Willig writes as follows. This is very characteristic of Rav Willig, for those who know him. New York City Code, it's right here, over here, requires landlords to maintain hot water at 115 to 120 Fahrenheit. If Leonard were here, were here he would tell you that whatever you set the temperature in and the boiler, by the time it gets up, it goes down a little bit, so keep that in mind. Higher than that can cause scalding, whereas lower than that is not hot enough for some people to shower or wash dishes. Since most of us add some cold water to cool the shower temperatures, somewhat, the 113 Fahrenheit temperature of the Shmir Shabbos Gilbasa is a good approximation of Yad Soledas Bow. So it's kind of very practical. We don't really know what it is. You've got to choose somewhere. To go higher, you run into problems of, well, what about the lower sheet? Does to go too low, it's like, why are you being so machmir? And it, well, it's like, yeah, it sounds like a good place to be. So, uh, I'm just curious. Isn't the discussion of the exact temperature a little moot because nobody's going to be like, measuring that on Chavez? Like, Correct. Using the actual practical level in this room. Well, it's more we, kn- we know that. we can get, it's, not, it's not about, no one's saying cook to one, 109, oh, you're good. It's more we kind of, we know once you're going to hit temperature higher than that, you have to start treating this like it's vicious. Well, no, people actually do because there are devices now that are preset to specific temperature measurements. Mm-hmm. So like your hot plate, your warming drawer, whether what, you know, and all the hachirim on the hot plates, whatever, are based on how hot does it get based on these temperatures. Yeah, I don't know how much we should rely on that, but um, mm-hmm. even I read my thing said like, don't, one of the, I got one of the uh, hot plates. Like, just know in the middle it's going to get hotter. Also, you can't use a thermometer on Java either way. But that's uh, fine. But uh, the, it's pre-made to theoretically. Correct, correct. Well, some, some of them are, the but most of them are not because you, no one wants to have cold tea. You're going to make a urn that only cooks to 107. Like, it's not going to, it's just, it's more of you shouldn't, these are giving us places to know exactly where to go. Although, I think my my hot plate could say around the edge that it gets colder and it won't get to the outside lettuce, but okay. Where, where does ice tea fit? Well, then you have other issues, though, the, 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 the latter three or four is 19 that we brought up. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. So, where, where does that leave us? It leaves us as follows. Once you hit the threshold of Yad Soledesbo, it's Bishop. Now is where the fun part begins. You cook, yeah, you have a question? Uh, before it was done, I've heard this yet. This, uh, can you keep your hand in it as to, like, uh, um, washing... Milk and fishes and okay, so like that's another. Okay, again, Okay, so let's put that aside. There's a big discussion about whether we can apply the principles of Bishel on Shabbos to the principles of Bishel on Yarday, and we're going to leave it at that. The Binyan Zion therefore writes. The Binyan Zion is Yaakov Etlinger, also wrote the Arachaner, also wrote um, the a couple other svarim, which I'm blanking on right now. Um, some have not been published. He says. Cooking tea is cooking. It's a big problem. 
And therefore, what is the halacha? If you, okay, good. Now what happens is as follows. Sorry, I jumped ahead of the gun. I jumped ahead of the gun. I jumped the gun. We'll leave it at that. Okay. You cook, you have a pot on the fire. It's cooking. This is now considered klirishon. A first clean, meaning it's the first closest to the fire. You take it off the fire, it still maintains the status of a klirishon. You pour it into a second cleat, that becomes a klisheni. You pour it into a third cleat, uh, that becomes a klishlish. All right, just keep that in mind. I should have made a chart. I didn't. And then the other discussion becomes is what is the status of when you're pouring it? Again, there's many different distinctions between each one, but while the water's in the air until it lands, that's also a further discussion, which we paskin, give me one second, we paskin, that at least cooks someone. Okay, yes. We're not going to get to that. <laughs> says Shabbos, says the Gemara in Shabbos, and that men, if you have a stew pot or that was removed from the fire but is still boiling, you should not put spices into it. Why? Because you're putting spices into a klirishon, and the general assumption is, or the assumption is, a klirishon, a pot that comes, boiling pot that comes off the water. Yes, it might pretty quickly stop boiling and bubbling, but it's hot enough to cook. It's hot enough to cook. Comes along. You, you pour into klisheni, I will nosen who so hakara tochatamchoi. Then it's permitted. But if you put it into a second kli, it's permitted. And the question that bothers everyone is as follows: What in the world is the difference between a kli rishon and a klisheni? It's literally that. And I'll compound the question: You could have a kli rishon where you put it on the fire and it starts boiling, or in the, it gets hot enough, it hits one thirty degrees, right? Especially that's a lens. You can have a cliche that came from a clerisho, a different clerisho that was at 180, so this cliche is now at 160. The cliche is hotter than the clerisho, and yet if you cook, you put your tea back into the clerisho, you're liable, and you put it into the cliche, maybe you could drink it and have a good time. What is the difference by taking the water and pouring it in there? The temperature didn't go down, and yet one of them you're chayev, and one of them is potter. No. no, not that I know. Because why are you assume there's a ladle? It's pork, two cups. Right, but I'm saying, like, if you've got soup and you take it out with the ladle, is the ladle a cliche? Okay, that, that's, that, we're not going to get it. But if, it, it, it is. Of the ladle and how okay, fine. So that, that's, that, that's one answer. So, first, let's see Rashi. Rashi points out, and I think this is actually an interesting approach. I would say, I'm not bothered by this at all. Like, we, like, generally and many times, we have, like, halakhic status of things, and we're like, yeah, like this, you know, disgusting etrogue is an etrogue, and this beautiful lemon, like, yeah, they're different things. It's like, it's like we do it all the time, where like the halakhic status matters, not the reality of the situation. So it's very, it's very interesting you say that. I, I always wondered that, and today I actually found a source who said that. So we'll, we'll get that. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get that in two minutes. It's also the same as putting your chicken on a, on a hot plate, which isn't visual, but if you put water on the same hot plate right near the chicken, it is. Okay, so comes along. Well, we discussed what that that was based off Bishlach um, or and the definition of, of, of water. But I, I, I want to get sidetracked. I want to get this point. So that was right. That was the question. The question is, how is it klirishon klisheni? One's cooking, one's not cooking. They could similarly be this very similar temperatures. Comes along Rashi and he says klisheni. What does he say? This is that source for forty B. the It goes down. It gets a little colder. It's a little cooler. So Rashi's made, uh, under the assumption. That it, because it's a little cooler, therefore it's not cooking, which, but Daniel, don't roll your eyes. Make, go, take it to the logical conclusion. Yeah, no, I, 
Meaning, what? If it doesn't cool down, Lachor Rashi would have a problem. Meaning, you know, it'd be, you're talking right. You're, you're thinking, like, what's Rashi saying? Yeah, take it that way. In fact, the Chaznish seems to think that it's all based on Matzis. That if it really is not going to cool down, so then it does not going to cool down, you have a problem. He points out, if you take hot water, you put in a cliche, and you put an egg inside, and maybe refill it once or twice with more hot water, the egg's going to cook. So, Rashi's a little funny. Yeah. I actually never understood this, but because tea, like, once, even if you, you know, cleave hamishi or whatever, like, in order to get the effect that you want, it's cooked. So I never understood why. So what, 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 we'll get there, and at the end we can try to, we might come back a little, circle back a little to Daniel's point. Does this have to do with whether it's, whether you can spice it when it's already McLeishaney, or can you put spices in McLeishaney and then pour it in? No, that, that's the eerie, we, which we kind of touched on really quickly, but we're not going to get into that. Okay, says... Uh, it's not the same. What? It's not the same. It doesn't feel the same when it's not directly from the fire anymore. So there's tr- definitely truth to that, by the way, right? You, you, it seems like it goes down. And why do you think that is? So this is what Tosfos says. And this Tosfos might be the reason why. Let's put a, put a, put a finger on it. I'm not sure if I understood something correctly a few sentences back. If if you serve it. And it says something about not adding spices or something at some point. And you don't care if it tastes like I like to put a little pepper on my food. Or somebody else likes to put a little salt on their food after it's been served. Is that, you can't do that? At this point, no, you can't put it in a clarisha. No, no, it's once they put it on my plate. When it get there, yeah, you you were patience. As they say in Israel, Exactly, exactly. Inba. Patience is not. I need need the the Zoom feature. (laughs) I'm not going to say which one. Okay. Says Toysus. Tema, my shnot cliche, nimi clirishon. He asks our question. The e yatsa lettuce, I feel the cliche nami. Once, if a cliche is yatsa lettuce, it's 150 degrees, it's going to cook. Don't give me this. The ain't yatsa lettuce, if it's cliche, is not yatsa lettuce, which is a stick of what Rashi might be saying, maybe. If it's not yatsa lettuce, so it's not going to cook, so it should be totally fine. So what's going on here? I feel the cliche, Nami. You have a cleave that we put on the fire, and you cooked, and you boiled it, and you let it cool down to 50 degrees. No one's going to say you're cooking. So listen to what he says. Shall we drive Asian Bivasha? Fine. And they, therefore he says, oh, I'm in the wrong place. That's what, um, <laughs> So he says, It's not just the water that's hot. It's the walls of the pot that's hot. And when the walls are hot, they're going to keep the water hot longer. Whereas a cleave Cheney, the, the walls are cold, and therefore the heat's going to escape faster. And I think the episode here is as follows. We all know this. This show requires zman. Cooking takes time. It's not like you put something in there and a minute later it's cooked. It takes a little bit of time. When you have a cleave that's hot, and the water's hot, it's going to stay hot longer. And in fact, if it's, it's, if it's metal, it might even keep the, make the water hotter, meaning because that's what's happening. If the walls are cold, so then where's what, what's the direction of the heat of this of this um, of this of this water? It's going to get colder much faster. The difference between a klirishon and klishen is a klirishon is giving you more time, klishen is giving you less time. And not and a riot, as a proof, this is going to be a thing that cooks really fast, like really really fast, 
you can't either play with that cliche. Because it's about which way it's going. It happens, Reb Willig, whenever he quotes this, he likes to say it's a nice vart in life. Sometimes it's not necessarily what things look like, it's where they're going. You can ask someone who looks really, really from, but where are they going? Are they, are they getting hotter or are they getting colder? You can ask someone who they're not there yet, but like, where are their walls? Are they hot or are they, are they going up or going down? But that's, that's a nice part. But the point of Tosfos so is the difference between the Klimish and Klishani is it comes down to, come down, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it comes down to, it comes down to which way are the walls going. Reverend Moan is kind of, t- takes the approach of, Daniel, he's like, I don't know, I tested it, and like, it still seems, let's see this wise, doesn't really add up, so he adds on, he says, Metsius Elul Lekviya, he goes, rather, it's Lekviya Hilchatit, and he basically makes your point, Halacha has to make Gedarim somewhere, we have to have some sort of, some sort of, a cliche name, it's not Mavashal, I, maybe technically it does, Halacha does not, you put on your Halacha glasses, and it doesn't look, it's not really cooked. I, didn't, I don't love this. I'll be honest. I do not love this Reverend Ramon. It makes a lot of sense, but it also, it creates a whole host of other issues. Last approach we're going to look at in this, and what difference in a cliche and a cliche before we actually enter into the key, and that is from, of course, Rav Willig. We have time. Rav Willig Shlita. Rav Willig basically says, it's not about the temperature, but it's about what is derech, the derech of cooking. What is derech mission? And again, this plays very well into, in terms of Shabbos in general, we uh, left about Shabbos. It's not, it's not just enough of the action to have taken place, but you have to have that come on. So I think within that realm, one could say, what is a derech abishal? No one cooks in a cliché. You cook in klirisha. You put it on the fire, you cook it. And therefore, cliché, it's not cooking. However, if you were to cook in a cliché, what does he say? If, however, it is normal to cook an item in a cliché, such as bread or tea, it is a Torah prohibition. As he would say, ooh, ah. To put that item into a cliché, if it's normally cooked in a cliché, she has with tea. That is a Torah prohibition as well. Although I heard he's not so clear on that, he's not, if he believes that, but he's of the, under the opinion the difference between a cliché and a cliché is solely, which is I make a little similar from every moment, by the way, is what's the way to cook. You don't cook in a cliché. No one cooks in a cliché. It's not a thing you do, and therefore you're potter. Or the cliché, it's the way to cook, and therefore you're chayv. Good. So we we asked the question. Difference between a Klerisha and Klishani, Klerisha is, is, this is the right, so Klishani is not. What's the difference? We offered a couple of different, a couple of different uh, possibilities. One, we said, Rashi, it gets colder. We weren't so clear if that's always true, although Chaznishim says take something similar to that. Two was Tosvos, the famous sheet that's which way is the water going, what the temperature is going, much, going down much quicker. Three was Rav Rimon, it's a more, Kaviyah Hilchatit. Halacha says it's not considered official, it's not official. In Forza Willig, it's not Derek Bishalika. Where does that leave us with our tea? So we have our tea bag. We want to put it into the water. Certainly, you cannot put it to Klirisho, and then you have an Issa Deraisa. Yaakov Etlinger pointed that out. What about it to Why not? Klishani Mabashal. I'll tell you a quick story. The great rabbi, great rabbi, he went to heaven. He gets up there. God takes him, casts him into this boiling hot cauldron. Boiling hot. He says, screaming and screaming. Because God, I, I spent my entire life learning. I'm teaching Torah, doing mitzvahs. Why do you throw me into this burning hot pit? And God goes, cliche, ain't him a bashal? You sure? <laughs> yes, it's a joke. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you a true story, but I'm rather went to heaven. I, I don't come from that school of thought. You can go elsewhere, perhaps, in this community for stories like that. Okay. So. 
the Gemara, well, actually, we'll say more of this outside. The Gemara basically says, although, although, cliche and Mavashal, there are certain things which may be cooked, now that I think we mentioned it quickly, that cook quickly. Things that cook quickly, such as bread, that can even cook in cliche. They're easily cooked. The Gemara points out, tavlin, spices, are not easily cooked. That's one, one of the few things that Gemara says are not easily cooked. But other things, maybe. What are other things other than bread? It's very unclear, and therefore, the Seifi Reim or Lezmi Bishmoy Bimetz, very important Rishon, basically says, we don't know what these things are, and therefore, we should be machmir. So we're talking about perhaps, perhaps an issue of the Raisa, and therefore, everything should be subject to Kali Abishal, and nothing should be allowed to be cooked in a cliche. And Kali Abishal, by the way, means easily cooked. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're talking about flatbread or something, because bread is not fast cooking item. Putting a raw yeah. egg on top of your rice. A lot of people, there's a very Asian thing where you take really hot rice and put a raw egg on top to make it and eat it. So, you, there, uh, well, Rice is not liquid, or I'm sta- let's stay with liquid, but yeah, for sure. Correct. It still be visual, well, so that's next. Like egg drop. So that takes us to another place. Well, egg drop, maybe yes. That, that your case is consequent dover gush, that some hard items retain heat, retain the heat, and then you have another area, but yeah, like an egg drop. Yeah, so Kali Habishal, and therefore the Safety Rams should be mocking for this. So at this point, we're not, we're not making tea anymore either. The tour is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Turn the page. Where does that leave us? The Ramah basically quotes both. The Ramah says, you know, you could, you, you could cook in a cliche, any summer makeup, but you really should be machmer because there's this concept of the Urim, and the Mishibur therefore says, There are some things that are cooked really quickly. We don't know what they are. You should have a pasta off way because it might cook further. Really, that's what it is. It might cook further. That's the answer to your question. Um, and that kind of opens up another area which we're not going to go into, and that's the concept of, although we say, yesh, ain't bishl bishl. you can't cook after you cook, can you bake after you cook? Is baking different than cooking, and therefore it's some sort of, it's transformative enough that it's going to become a prohibition. Um, about tafel. The Mishnah says one should be machmir, that one should assume anything can be subject to Kali Habishal. We don't know what's easily cooked, and therefore nothing can be put in a cliche. Aye, what about Tavlin? Tavlin is the one thing we know is not a problem. So, Shlomo Zalman was like, yeah, there's a difference between our Tavlin and their Tavlin. Their Tavlin was a thick root. Our Tavlin was pulverized, so small, easily cooked. Historically, that's not true. They ground their Tavlin also. So, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I, mean, I do think of that. I kind of will push it aside. The Chaznish, if you look here, he says, this is in Nun, uh, Nun Beis. He said, you know, really, the Ainkli Rishon Tanai Bikr, Okay, he makes that point. He said, okay, Avodama Rash, Shanuach was Bashel, was Bashel with Klishene, Yesh Bushon Bishel, Ach Klishene. So there's a concept called Kali Bishel, things easily cooked. Even the Torah who rejects the Urim says there is a concept. No one rejects the concept of Kali The problem is, what is subject to Kali Bishal? The Urim is like, go um, And then the Chazanish goes, but you know what? Why are we being all Machmir? Only do what the Gemara says. Everything else, you don't have to do. And he goes, up but Machmir. You still should do it. So wait, where that leaves us is, one should not cook in a cliche. And that takes us to our final source. So how do we make tea then? You can't put in a clarishon on bishul. Cliche name is kali habishul. It's more, it's not tavlin. It also leaves inside. So what do you do? Yeah. If it's too hot to drink, then it's 
But if it's not too hot to drink, but it's still over 113, which is still drinkable. And it's cliched at that point. But it's still, uh, it's still, still mm -hmm. potentially, once it's yasu lettuce, well, it can cook. Ah, and this is where Kalishlishi comes in. Kalishlishi is not found anywhere in the sh in Shas. But Ramosha says it's false. Valakofe, right? We said we noted last week he likes the right words in English, the English word in Hebrew. Is it just to give it some sort of flavor? He wants to say cocoa and coffee are things that are there to spice things up, and the mission is clear. Those are not kalabish, you can put in a cliche. That was instant. What? Instant coffee. No, no regular. Instant, instant coffee is ready to cook. Instant coffee is ready to cook. Okay, no, 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 I knew that. Okay, I thought you were yeah, like, yeah. super mouthy here. Okay, cool. No, no, that's not it. The Gamma the guy the Shulchan actually just asks everything. But clear, we point out that the Mara says, Klisheni, Tavl is not cooked in there. However, maybe tea, coffee, Klisheni, you're good. Tea might not be considered Klisheni, a tablet. And therefore, can you cook it in Klisheni? Maybe you have to be worried about the Iran. And he says, and therefore, and therefore, what should you do? Says, He says, okay, so just put it in a third cliche, and therefore you're good even with tea as well. So in conclusion, the, the Ramosha says, you know how to make tea, you can't put in a klirishon because that's cooking. You can't put in a klisheni because maybe it's kali habishon. Klishlishi, perhaps you could put it in. The chaznish is like, I based on what he said before, his Betsiga's idea, that's more about the heat, he's like, I never heard of klisheni. It should be no different than klisheni. If, you don't, if you're not going to cook in klisheni, you can't cook in a klishlishi. But he seemed to be okay with, and the Chaim was definitely okay with this, the Rub did this, putting tea in a klisheni because it's top. However, Ramosha is not. I mean, the Shavuot takes it a step further and says, even a klishlishi might be a problem, and therefore you should make the, the tea sets, the tea concentrate. Before Shabbos, you put, you make, you take a jar and you put hot water, you put tea, make it very strong, you pour it in there, and then you're good. And you can even put that, by the way, to klishani. Why? Svek sveka. Maybe klishani in Mavasho, and maybe ain't bishal achabishal even by water. But that's, that's, that's already taking us apart. So, I knew that was a lot. So where does that leave us? Quick, quick, Chazar. We said there is a clear difference between cooking water, seemingly a difference between cooking water and solids. Water, the definition of cooking is the fact that it's heated up, which means once it's only heated up, you've lost that transformation, and therefore you probably can't reheat it. And it had its all its, and it, therefore we view water differently. That being the case, we said. Water on a fire. What definition of water? Yatsu lettuce, but which Willett said is about 113. Water. Klirishon is a problem. Klisheni, not a problem. However, we introduce a concept called Kali Abishal, things that are easily cooked, and then it even then it's a problem, says Zirayim. I don't know what that is. I don't know what is considered Kali Abishal. So, nothing should be cooked in there. However, the Gemara said Tomflin is considered is not Kali Abishal. Shlomazal was like, yeah, but our Tomflin is different. We rejected that. Not me personally, but it's rejected. Ramosha comes along, okay, fine, you want to satisfy all she does. Of course, obviously, it's not going to satisfy everyone, and therefore, you could cook tea in a klishlishi, and you are good to go. And that takes us to 
problem three, four, two, three, and four, which you're not going to do tonight. Go ahead. Go ahead.